office invaders podcast and we are doing our first spoiler review uh we tried to record a whole episode uh we have a new co-host we'll we'll introduce uh we'll let her introduce herself here in just a second we have a we we, we did a whole big episode and only 41 minutes of it actually got recorded so we scrapped that and this is our first show technically uh with her so we're excited to have her on and um we'll explain uh we'll explain more in the main show um about why we added a third host but uh for now we're just gonna leave it be and uh of course i'm your i'm i'm one of the hosts i'm jeremy jackson it's good to be back we took a little hiatus we're changing some things up i hope you like the new format but anyway uh we will explain more uh, uh later anyways let me introduce my other hosts, my co-hosts, uh, first off with me as always is... You guys remember me. It's James or Grizz. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I guess a whole ass month. And uh, we are ready and excited to go. Um, and I'm not going to take the stage any longer. I'm going to introduce our third co-host. And she is... My name is Sarah Villarreal. I also go by Kitty Pie 3.14 in many ways than one. I don't care what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. I am super excited to be a part of this. And I really am looking forward to reviewing uh, Batman, the spoiler review, because there is so much to say. It's so exciting. Yes, it is. It's very exciting. And well, let's just get into it. You guys ready? Let's just dive right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's go. Um so uh first off, I I just want to say that uh I've heard some I've heard I've I've listened to many reviews after seeing this movie uh from other other people and I could not disagree with a few of them more. Some of them are saying that this movie was long in the tooth, uh that this movie uh had um um pacing issues. I disagree with all of that. I was engaged the whole time. Oh, full-heartedly. I, I completely agree with that. I never got bored with this movie one time. Um, it did not feel like a three-hour movie to me. But I will say this. I am a biased, huge Batman fan, and this is the best Batman movie that has ever been made. Uh, I, don't, I, I, am, I am standing on top of the mountain holding this flag. Uh it is better than the dark Knight. Uh, I will say that out loud. I feel that it is better than the dark Knight because this is a full blown detective noir movie, just like a damn Batman comic and Robert Pattinson. I did not know how he was going to do. He was a terrific Batman. And, um, you know, we got, we, we got, um, 
glimpses of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is, you know, in the comic books, is the mask, right? He's the mask. That's why he masks our aid as a, as, you know, as a playboy, because that's, he doesn't want to give away his secret, obviously. But this Bruce was totally different. And I will say that I don't know if they have plans to change that or if they're going to keep that going forward into the sequels. But that's the one thing that kind of bothered me was that Bruce wasn't Bruce. Like, you know, he, well, he was Bruce, but he wasn't masking. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Uh, well, I, I get what you're talking about. Uh, when I when you say that it's better than The Dark Knight, I would actually have to agree with you. The reason is the whole entire cast is working together and you feel it. Whereas The Dark Knight, it was essentially Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart carrying the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Um, but this one was fantastic. Pacing was great. Are you kidding me? I was sitting there last night in the movie theater and just when I thought the movie might have been coming to an end and another twist and a turn and I looked down at my watch and I'm like, I still have a full hour to go. Yeah. I, I'm still strapped in for this ride. And it, it was fantastic. Obviously, we'll go into details a little bit like more, but just everything in, a, in like it's uh, encompassing whole. Uh, I actually liked that it started off with it's already been two years mm -hmm. as as Batman. And so that kind of gives Robert Pattinson an already full fledged character, not having to jump in or build his own character. He just is the character right. jumps right in, grabs it by the reins, goes full force. And I like that uh, Bruce is kind of taken back a little bit. He's not into uh, the politics as much because this storyline I feel is very much uh, derivative from the same storyline that Telltale did for their video game. There was a lot of that nuance of their storylines just kind of like cross blended together because Telltale games are extremely well written. Uh, and I feel like this could have been in the same vein. This was this was uh, an amalgamation of Batman Year One, um, The Long Halloween, uh, like you said, the Telltale games, the Arkham games. And one thing I loved about this film, it started out with Bruce Batman narrating, just like he does in the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always you always get to see and read his thoughts. And so I love that about the beginning. And the beginning was, let me say, let me first say Paul, Paul Dano, uh, his Riddler, phenomenal. Uh, absolutely chilling and phenomenal. <laughs> And we see that right out of the gate, Grizz. Uh, what did you think uh, about the about the about the beginning here, and and your thoughts on Bruce Wayne? Man, that movie, the the beginning is just so dark, and um, the the music. Uh, we talked about this uh, all the way back on our first episode when we talked about the the Tim Burton Batman. The music is such a character in this film. Um, and I don't know. I just, as soon as, as soon as, as soon as it started, I was just strapped in and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Michael Giacchino did the music for this and, you know, he's come a long way in just a few years. He did the music for Rogue One and like, you, like just like you're saying, it's definitely a character of the film. Um, and it's, I didn't think that, uh, honestly, when I thought it was a weird choice when they use, uh, something in the way by Nirvana um in the trailer yes and then when they play it in the movie as they're as they're beginning the movie 
And they're kind of, it makes sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> it, it, it makes total sense. I sat there and I was like, this is awesome. Like I got chills. Like oh, this is fantastic. The, the one thing that I would just like to mention since we already brought up the music, I, it would have been really cool if Danny Elfman kind of came back because Danny Elfman kind of encompasses that gothic feel while keeping it kind of whimsical, obviously, because he was oingo boingo, but uh, <laughs> yeah. The the thing I had with the music and I was just kind of sitting there every single time, like and when you mentioned that he did wrote one, it kind of makes a little bit more sense to me now because sometimes it kind of felt like the death march, you know, dun 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 meets the Empire March from Star Wars. Dun 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 and I just kinda like sat there every so often and I was just like that's an odd choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't unimpressed by it. I was just like sitting there because obviously I listen to music a lot. I was just like connecting to something that is like an earworm to me. It just kind of automatically clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, Death March. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I know what you're saying because I, I kind of felt the same thing uh, a little bit, but I still think he knocked it out of the part. I don't know that Danny Elfman would have worked. Uh, for this film just because oh, he works for everything he does that's true <laughs> um i just h- how could he have done a different batman theme uh that's that's different from what he has done in the past with tim burton that's the only thing with me and i'm sure he would have come up with something spectacular um but i you know on the whole i'm i'm really pleased with the music but um so I, I'm trying to remember this because it's been a few days since I've seen this film. I saw it last Thursday, so it's been almost a week. So it's not exactly fresh in my memory. So forgive me if I forget some things here. But um, one thing that I remember from the beginning of this film, you know, Bruce is saying he's narrating that, uh, you know, he's been he's been here for two years and um, people are, you know, he's, he's he's the bat symbols a thing now. And he's he's got that relationship with uh, Commissioner Gordon. Well, not even Commissioner Gordon. It's just Jim. He's I think he's a sergeant. Um, uh, yeah, he's lieutenant. Lieutenant. Thank you very much. Yeah. Lieutenant Gordon. Um, you see that uh, the police are corrupt. You see that you know, he, ba- Bruce is basically explaining, um, I've been here two years and I still haven't made much of a difference, but I have to keep trying. And, you know, we see this clown gang. And they uh, they find a victim, so to speak, and they corner this guy and um, they're getting ready to beat him up. And, and then we see Batman come in slowly. And, and this reminded me, his walks at times in this movie reminded me of a mix between RoboCop. Yes. And like <laughs> <laughs> like the like the spaghetti westerns. Because I'm glad that I'm not the only person who thought that. I was staring at him like, oh, he's he's coming into like a completely annihilate people and read them their rights. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but like there was so much symbolism within that scene as well, because especially when they're riding on the subway, uh, the, the clown gang, there's the one kid um, just has half of his face painted. Right. So you could tell he's like kind of that uh, symbolic gesture of he's living the life of a gang member, but doesn't technically want to be there. He's noticing the world around him and he hasn't chosen a side. That's why his face is half painted because he's running with the gang. But the other side of his face kind of has that self-conscious 
thing of like he's doing something wrong. But when uh, Robert Pattinson comes out of the shadows, it was not the time that I actually thought he was. <laughs> it, they let it linger, and that's what made it fantastic. Yeah, Grizz, what'd you think? Yeah, I I absolutely loved him coming out of the shadows. You could hear his feet stomping like very very softly, but like they're getting louder and louder. And uh, man, that. I mean, to anyone who plays the video games, and this is my spoiler-free review that I tell people because they, like, a lot of my friends know I've seen it, and they're like, "What'd you think?" And I'm like, I, "The only thing I'll say is, if you enjoyed playing the video game, you're gonna enjoy this movie." <laughs> oh yeah, oh. It, it is very Arkham. Yes, like yeah. Rocksteady's Arkham. Yes, hands down. I when I first saw the suit in the trailer, I was like, "Dude, that looks just like." It looks very, very similar from the suit from Arkham Knight, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um. And I didn't, I didn't know what to think of Robert Pattinson before I saw the trailer. I was like, he's not big enough. It, I'm telling you, it when he walks in from out of the shadows uh, each and every time in the film, um, he just looks like Batman. And and, and yeah, we, you know, we'll we'll pick up the pace here a little bit because we're gonna try and keep this spoiler review uh, a little short. But um, I will say that. He kicks these guys' ass 10 ways to Sunday. And I've never seen, besides maybe Ben Affleck's uh, Batman, a, a Batman be so brutal. And, I mean, this it, it it's not just this this scene. It's, you know, when he um, goes yeah. into the Iceberg Lounge. Um, oh, man. I mean, he is not messing around in this film. Yeah, especially when he's in, like, the 44 below and he has to use an adrenaline shot mm-hmm. and then just annihilates a dude. And it's just, like, part of me was just, like, this is fun, except for the fact that I feel like Batman's going to kill him and Batman doesn't kill. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, uh... They didn't, and that, didn't. and that's... I'm glad that they did that in this film because every other Batman film, he's killed, so he's killed people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't do that here. I will say you talked about the adrenaline shot. I have a yes. theory on that, and I'm going to get into that for just a second here. I think that is Venom. I, I think, think so? I think it that's was Venom, green. like Ivy Venom, like like Bane like like, kind of. like Bane Venom. I, I think that it was, was Venom green. because when yeah. he he took that he he went into a rage type deal. Oh yeah, and he, he beat he the whole. Right I mean, he yeah. he beat the holy shit out of those guys, and and we're talking about the 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 Riddler's accomplices, which let me just say that. Um, the Riddler's whole arc in this thing was perfect. It was it was straight out of the movie of out of the movie seven. Like it was mm. they 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 combined seven some of the aspects of it and brought it right into this film. And I love the fact that they they made him more like the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Um, and Paul Dano, like when he was when he was doing his videos and sending him out. I felt like I was watching uh, at times, like I was watching Macho Man because he would like, <laughs> he would talk real soft. And he'd be like, oh yeah, you know, he'd get real loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to Paul Dano, like I, I give him his props full heartedly. Being uh, the Batman fan that I am, I kind of actually like a little bit more of a refined Riddler. Um, more so like, Slightly better dressed kind of thing. Doesn't really have to conceal his face because he knows he's the shit and he like parades it around. And I mm-hmm. I just kind of like that more. The aspect of somebody who can dress extremely well, knows he's a genius, 
and still is a psycho like villain at the same time yeah he's ridiculously hot nothing of that was like that to me because i was just sitting there and then even at the end of the movie and i was just kind of like there was so much potential but that's just me living in my own fantasy world but no he did fantastic yeah i just felt like with his face covered like that though it was more uh it kind of reminded me of the lady arkham storyline from telltale series yeah yeah, um, I, I got I, a lot of go ahead. Hush vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hush. I yeah. know they made an animated series, uh, and I heard there was it a was movie. a little different. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. They, an animated they changed. Movie. They changed the ending of that movie. Yeah. The, from the from the comic, it's totally yeah. different. Uh, so I haven't watched that yet, and and part of me was like, what if they? Except for they already told us it was going to be the Riddler with the trailer. Um, but it would have been really cool if we didn't know who it was and he was in this mask the whole time. And then we find out it's real. That would have been right out of hush. And right. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. But like the whole time I was like, this gives me like hush vibes because the whole point of the hush arc was to bring Batman back to his detective roots and like yes. solve a mur like not a murder, a mystery. And that's basically what this movie was. Um, yeah solving this crazy mystery <laughs> it was yeah you're right um there were if you there were easter eggs that actually 100 percent when it went eggs. oh my god went into the there was some <laughs> there was some um hush uh easter eggs thrown th uh mm -hmm. throughout this Absolutely. this movie uh there were some i mean there were so many easter eggs i, I don't i can't remember every one of them so I, many classic batman easter eggs are yeah. you kidding me like yeah. adam west batman they had the shakespeare bust which would have activated to go down and to the back cave. Yeah. even the telephone <laughs> that the, when uh he was calling the house before uh, uh -huh. the explosion was the exact same phone with the same light up yeah. uh like uh buttons as well but the only problem is it wasn't red right but I, I still give him props because it's just like this old school phone like this show from the 60s there was like a lot of nods and especially the batmobile yes if you look at the batmobile it's like taking a it's kind of like a mustang charger uh frame but some of the embellishments are classic batmobile callbacks so it felt more like a batmobile more so than the Christian Bale tank. Yeah, and I I I, I got some pushback on that because I agree with you wholeheartedly. I love the whole chase scene where he's oh, um, so going oh <laughs> going God. to get the penguin. I mean, when he was revving that up in the shadows, when you know Gordon was standing there looking, he was like, "What the hell?" And then that Batmobile just took off after after uh, the penguin. I mean, well, it was just like that build up, and it's just like that. And then you'd think it would take away. Because you hear it screech a bit, and then he just flies oh off, gosh. and it was so good. It was so good, uh, so, so good. good. That Speaking was, about the penguin, though, that was so oh my good. god! Oh, go uh, I was just going to say the the Batmobile charge up was probably my favorite part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> I did I did laugh when because like obviously he's he's playing what like a twenty something year old Batman so it's his first jet engine type build so the fact that it didn't take off right away I was like I know why you did that but I didn't need that <laughs> like, right I would have much rather seen it just screech out of there first shot but um, I know why they did it they wanted to have a little bit of humor um, for sure yeah God that that chase scene was 
gorgeous. <laughs> it, was awesome. it was so when good. When he ramps over all the, the carnage and comes flying through the flames, bruh. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. was, <laughs> right? I was weak. If I was standing, I would have fell. That's how much my knees were weak. I was like, oh. That, that, that was God. a money shot right yeah. there. Oh, my God. Was it ever. I was but, like, can I get a napkin, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into the penguin real quick, let's we, oh, we, have, we have to bring up... Um, uh, Selena Kyle here, Catwoman, uh, played by yes. uh, Zoe Kravitz. She was phenomenal. She was great. Um, and I mean, start to finish, like she she nailed it. Like she was great. She I I mean, this this role was made for her. Like I I, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like we she comes in in a kind of a. um she just like basically just comes into the movie like she it's not like a like some kind of big entrance or anything like that you know and then you know the way she comes in you know with her you think that that's her uh getting out of the limo with the boots but it's yeah. not yeah um but boy she like the chemistry they had her and robert pattinson had in this film i mean it was it was straight up out of the comic book and I loved her her whole sequence when she's going into um, the Iceberg Lounge and uh, the, the what minus forty four area of the lounge when when she's got the uh, the lenses in or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. such yeah. A, so funny, such a cool sequence, <laughs> man. And God, I, I just I cannot say enough good things about Zoe Kravitz in this film. Like she was great. It was fantastic. Her chemistry was great. Uh, she had the sass. Oh, uh, yes. She, she was very much in tune with the character, which was great, because uh, I'm very picky about Selena Kyle. Like, she's she's a national treasure to me. Mm-hmm. Her, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy. Like, hands down. Uh, I love those characters. And the one thing that, like, I absolutely loved is not once... Not once did she ever say she was Catwoman. No. She she only said the bat and the cat at the end of the movie. Yep. Yeah. But she was never Catwoman. And that, she was film. never called Catwoman by anybody. No. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, what was I going to say? Grizz, go ahead. I just lost my train of thought. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I love I, I agree with both of you. She did phenomenally well. Um, almost like she was born to play that role. And uh, one of my favorite scenes is when they're back at her place and all the cats are rubbing on his boots and, he's, <laughs> and he makes his comment. She's like, yeah, I have a thing for strays. And I was like, yeah. all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> you have a lot of cats. And the best part, too, about Selena's uh, apartment, it actually almost verbatim looks like the one from the Telltale game, which oh, made nice. my heart sore yeah and like even like just landscapes would just you could tell like arkham yes thing i think the only thing that bothered me the most architecturally was downtown gotham kind of looked like times square and i'm like yeah technically gotham's not new york no that's metropolis yeah yeah they did um, say i was proud that they brought that gritty factor back to gotham like, it like it felt like Tim Burton's Gotham a little bit, uh, not as whimsical, but just like there was trash everywhere. Um, it was like dirty, grimy, like the subways were painted like with spray paint and 
uh, the Nolan Gotham was just Chicago. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally just Chicago. <laughs> I agree. This, the Gotham in this film was a character unto itself, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I loved, I love Zoe Kravitz, Selena Kyle in this film. Like she, you, you know, in the beginning there when she's with, um, her roommate, I guess you can't tell whether they're lovers or whatever, but you kind of get the sense that they were. And, you know, she wants, she, she, you know, she's very sly in this movie too. Like she, she pulls a couple fast ones on Batman. He doesn't realize it right, right away. Um, and then the whole, you know, Carmen, uh, Falcone being her dad. Oh man. I mean, that was, that was great. And that was fantastic. I loved that. Batman talked her off the ledge, so to speak. That was a perfect Batman moment, in my opinion. Yeah. When she's getting ready to shoot him. Um, oh my God. It's so good, man. It's <laughs> so freaking good. Um, I want to go see it again. I know. Yes. <laughs> Let's go right now. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, well, the penguin, though. Yes. And, and Carmon Vaconi, like the whole uh, gang was fantastic. Colin Farrell, absolutely unrecognizable voice. You would not swear that guy was Irish. No, nope. you couldn't even tell it was him. And his character was great. Oh, he was fantastic. They brought that gangster element back to the Penguin mm-hmm. that they that they were lacking severely lacking in other iterations of him. Um, th- let me just say the Gotham version of the Penguin, god awful. That show is. Let's not talk about that show. But anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, Robert Pattinson kind of looked like him from time to time. No, he did Sometimes not. Sometimes he kind of, yeah. When he had his hair, like kind like of like hair. when he oh, first yeah. went out as Bruce Wayne, he, like he kind of like in public when they went to the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He kind of looked like a mixture of Oswald from Gotham City and then uh, <laughs> the mixture of Toby Gard from Spider-Man 3. I'm like, if he, if he was going to break into a dance, I would have like been dead. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank God that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Colin Farrell. Honestly, he may have been he may have stole this movie. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, un, completely unrecognizable. And he was he was basically just a gangster, just a high profile gangster in this film that uh i i don't know it, it was very much detective noir gangster to me and you know he he didn't back down for batman at all you know what i mean he kind of until batman finally got him in custody and then you know that whole that whole sequence was pretty yeah. funny but um, but then we also had john Turturro yes. as freaking falcone which was yes. absolutely fantastic i i kind of like swear like he might have like retired by now but no here he comes out and all i can just think of is uh you don't put the jesus <laughs> it's just like yes yeah <laughs> i freaking love uh <laughs> the wachowski brothers so it's just like when i see him he's he's just a ridiculously good actor he's yeah. he's so all over the place even like you know brother where art thou like he's never the same character twice no he's not and then this film you know when he's talking he's when he's when bruce confronts him about you know his mother and father and he really he's kind of lying to bruce in a little in a, in a way but he's so also sly he's also telling he's also telling a little bit of the truth and 
Yeah. And it, it's just enough to mess Batman up. So you know that he's he's pretty damn good if he can pull one on Batman like that. Um, but yeah, his role was fantastic. And I, I love the father aspect. Um, they didn't dwell on that too much, which was great as well. So when yeah. it, so when it came up, it, it was just it was brutal. You know, it was it was brutal. You 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 got that. You you understood where Selena was coming from um, because he killed her mother, and you kind of got where he was coming from because he felt he had to, I guess, yeah. or felt like he yeah. had to. Um, so yeah, I mean, this cast was phenomenal, and Grizz, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you go, but yeah, I, I'm we'll get into uh, to uh, Jim Gordon here in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Um they did the parents thing with grace and it kind of reminded me of when they retold Spider-Man for the sixth time. Um, <laughs> we didn't get the, you know, with power comes great responsibility line uh, per se, but they kind of like, they did it in different ways. And like, we all know Batman's story. Uh, this isn't necessarily a retelling of his story as much as it is like just giving us another lens to look through and i i love that they didn't spend too much or waste too much time on doing flashback scenes of when he was a kid and all this stuff like we know what happened like you can tell us without telling us <laughs> right but the they, they did actually that's that's the bittersweet part of it because the kid for the mayor oh true. was his reflection the whole movie true, true, true. and it was fantastic yeah I yeah. Forgot about every that single kid. time you saw that kid and he kind of looked what would look like a young Bruce, mm-hmm. but you always see that kid mm-hmm. in the movie right at the beginning of the movie. He's dancing around as a ninja yep. in certain storylines of Batman. Batman trained as a ninja with Raja Ghoul. Yeah. And so you have like all these small little nuances. And of course, even though the kid's mom doesn't die, like right. the, the dad dies. Yeah. And of course, who is Bruce closest with was Thomas Wayne. So it was just kind of like this really bittersweet moment all the way from the beginning to the end. Yeah, but they didn't hark on it. Right. You no, know what right. I mean? Um, and he never talked He never talked to the kid. No, not once. Never <laughs> once talked to the kid. Um, I want to get into, uh, real quick, uh, we're kind of rushing through this review because we're trying to slim this down as much as we can, but uh, I really loved, um, I, I liked, I, I shouldn't say loved, I liked Andy Circus's Alfred. I thought I it was, I thought Andy it was, Circus. I thought it was really good. Um, and I like how they made him, um, this Alfred is, is different. Cause remember this is an Elseworlds story like this, this, this is its own universe in itself. So, um, it's not going to be exactly mainstream or whatever. So this is not our typical Alfred. And you can tell that, uh, Andy Serkis's Alfred in this is, um, he definitely played the father figure for Bruce, and he also is a kind of a badass. You know what I mean? Like he was, he was even in the circus. He even said he was. Yes. So <laughs> it's just like what? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, this Alfred is very different, and um, doesn't take a whole lot of shit from Bruce. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> he does not. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of that's. I think that's really cool. I like I like that uh, their their relationship, especially when. You know, the Riddler sends that uh, that bomb <clears throat> to their, what, what would you call it, bungalow? 
it was it was to the it, it was, was to, to the, the uh, tower. God, it was to the Wayne Manor. To the Wayne yeah. Manor, yeah, yeah. But the way that that shot was like set up was fantastic because he's trying to call as best as he can, and you just see him. F- like futzing around with this like package and the phone's ringing and you can hear the phone ringing in the background and you think that dude why aren't you going to go answer the phone is this package like and then all of a sudden like the maid picks up and she's like yeah it already happened and it's just like my mind went poop (laughs) it was such a good scene i was i was so blown away by that it was great pun intended yeah i agree wholeheartedly (laughs) and then you know when they Bruce, you know, he comes to the hospital and talks to Alfred. And after he's learned the truth, or at least he thought was the truth about his parents. Um, well, that whole aspect with Martha, to go off on a quick tangent with her being an Arkham, uh, that was that was different. I, I didn't I wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, you know, she had that was, a, that was fun. She, yeah. She had some mental issues, which that's not in the mainstream comics. But they did that. I forget what I think they did that in Earth One, the Earth One comic. They did that. Where she was an Arkham. Well, I believe this um, is supposed to be like the Earth One and Earth Two kind of like storyline, right? That they're pulling from. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They pulled from a bunch of storylines. Yeah, but they definitely were inspired by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like you know, you know, he, Bruce when Bruce confronts him, you lied to me, Alfred, and in Alfred's like, bro. <laughs> I didn't lie to you. Your dad was a good man. How how are you going to sit there and believe Carmine Falcone over me? <laughs> you know, and right. uh, you know, Alfred's basically telling him like, I'm, I, I wouldn't let anything happen to you, man. Like I, you know, don't believe that bullshit. Cause it's, it's what it is. It's bullshit. And He's like, dude, I raised you. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> like, I raised right. you to be smarter than that. And um, so that, that whole relationship was great. I thought, um, Speaking about relationships, yeah, Gordon, yes, so good. Yes, I was so happy with Jeffrey Wright. Like he totally felt like his own Gordon. He had that kind of resistance, and then like when that point of when they're in the prison and like they're all suspecting like all the prisoners, and then he's just like, "Just hit me and take this key." Oh my god, that was phenomenal! <laughs> yes. so I great. love just- that. He slugged the shit right out of him yeah. and then bombed. It was just like, it was so funny. <laughs> oh, well, it, it, he was, he was great when he like leaned in and he was like, he was telling him how to get out, but he was leaning in like he was pissed off at him. Like he's like, yeah, like he's laying into him about whatever they were. T- I forget what they were talking about at the time, but um, God, yeah, was there, so he was good. just like, they were talking about, uh, I think it was the commissioner saying how he was crooked. And then the cop that was working at the 40 below. Yes. Uh, and stuff like that. And then the best part was like when they met upstairs and he's just like, he kind of held back on the punch and he's just like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, it was so great. So yes. freaking good. Yes. Uh, Grizz, what are your thoughts on uh, Jim Gordon? I thought he did great. I, so the only other thing I've seen him in is one of the Hunger Games films. And I liked his character in that too. He was like this smart, like science guy thing. Um, so that was the only other like frame of reference to his acting that I, that I could compare to, but I thought he did a wonderful job. Uh, he was like, you know, no nonsense Gordon, uh, which is like his character, right? Like Gordon is no nonsense, but I just, I really liked it. I thought they had really good chemistry as well. Like as, as like friends and uh, partners of the city. Um, and I did, I cracked up so hard. (laughs) He said, 
uh, I thought you'd pull your punch. And he's like, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it was so funny. I could not help but yeah. laugh. Yeah. That was good. That's, that, that's the thing. Let's get into that real quick too. That's a thing that I loved about this movie as well is in the DCEU, I felt like they were trying to do some Marvel-esque comedy and it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. In this film, um, the comedy was scarce. Not a whole lot of comedy in this, but when there was comedy, it worked like it, it, yeah. it didn't, yeah. it didn't stand out. It wasn't like this funny, goofy thing. It was, it just, it just worked like, like something in real life would work. Right. They weren't throwing out the punchline just to get the laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly right. But uh, yeah, I, the Jim Gordon uh, Batman relationship in this is straight out of the comic. Like Jim trusts Batman with everything. That's why he brings him into all the crime scenes, even though, he knows he's going to get some shit for it. And, um, <laughs> Hey, don't I, touch I, that. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> he just looks at him. Yeah, that was uh, so great. Are you going to let him touch that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and Batman oh. fully, fully trusts Jim, like, because he oh, yeah. knows that he is, if not the only real cop in the city. Yeah. And, and he, he even says that like yeah. when, uh, right near the, end of the movie when you're he's in the riddler's apartment and it's just like the real you and you think that okay this riddler knows bruce wayne is batman and then he even turns to jim and just said you're a good cop you're a good cop yep and then walked in the thing and then of course the riddler didn't know who batman was i I love that because i i sat on i sat on the edge of my seat like he freaking knows man yeah and batman's like well this you know this is it and and the moment where the Riddler, he's like, Bruce Wayne. And then he goes, yeah. I, I forget the line that he says that it, that reveals that he doesn't know. Um, this isn't how it was supposed to be. Yeah. That's what he says. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. We were supposed to watch together. Yeah. And it was just kind of like uh, that moment he knew. But it was just like. It was thought like this is like where the end of the movie is going to go. And then we're going into a sequel eventually. But it's just like, no, there was another hour of the movie left. Yeah. Like it was just it was so wild. Yeah, it was. I loved I love Bruce's face. I love Batman's face when he realized that he doesn't know. Like (laughs) he was like, yeah, he was like he was looking down and because he was like, damn it, dude. I, I, you know, I, I was just starting to make a difference. You know, you could just tell like all these thoughts are going in his head and then he realizes and he looks up and he's like, Oh shit. He doesn't know. And then that's when he gets intense with him. Like, what did you yeah. do? Yeah. What did you do? Punching the window and yeah. like, yeah, he went hard. So good. <laughs> um, one other thing I really want to talk about too was Robert Pattinson didn't have a lot of lines in this film. He did not. No. He didn't need it. No. Uh, no. His looks. You want to talk about a stud actor. He got everything accomplished with his looks. I I mean, the way I have never seen an actor do this and really, really like impact me uh, this much uh, since Brandon Lee did with The Crow. Mm, all he nice. had all yeah. he had to do was look at you in a certain way and you knew exactly what he meant. He didn't have to say anything. Have and that's how Batman is. The Witcher? Uh, no, I've not seen that yet. Okay, then that that'll be number three in your list because that, that's <laughs> who I thought of when you were saying what you were saying. Uh, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill does a really good job of like saying the what look. he wants to say with his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's just that's just harking back to 
classic movies, the silent films. Mm -hmm. You can say a million words without saying a thing as long as you have the look right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you can master that, you got it in the bag, no matter what. And Robert Pattinson did. I mean. He did. um, And I'm going to say this. And Michael Keaton was my favorite Batman. I'm biased because, you know, I was eight years old when the 89 Batman came out. And, you know, I, I loved Michael Keaton's Batman. So he was my favorite Batman coming into this film, leaving the film. Rob, Robert Pattinson has taken the cake. I mean, this guy, he has Batman's mannerisms down. I mean, he, the Bruce Wayne aspect is different. I'm, I'm just taking this as a different take on Bruce Wayne. And I've read some things that um, Robert Pattinson defends his performance of Bruce as Bruce Wayne, saying that I don't feel that that's how Bruce would 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 act he wouldn't be this flamboyant playboy in this universe. It's just not him. So I take that with, you know, with a grain of salt, but his Batman, I mean, it's by far, in my opinion, the best on-screen Batman we have gotten yet. Uh, I will fight you on that. Uh, just, just for uh, argument's sake, I will full heartedly say Michael Keaton is on screen for me personally is the best Batman still, but that's because the elements were two different things. Right. Tim Burton's very whimsical. He's very thing. And like Michael Keaton is just ridiculously hot. He's ridiculously funny. (laughs) And he, he knew how to have all these aspects of Bruce Wayne. Um, He was a millionaire playboy, but even like, even the original Batman movie when, um, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, uh, Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger is just walking around and they're looking at all the stuff. And then he's just like acting like he doesn't live there. Right. Like, it was just or like when you want to get crazy, let's get crazy. Yeah. Like he, he, Michael Keaton is just that fantastic kind of person. Uh, and I'll go off on that in the main episode. Um, but uh, Kevin Conroy will always be my favorite Batman. Hands down, whether it's live action or not, just because that's fair. He is Batman. <laughs> he's got that voice. Like he's he's been Batman in the Batman animated series. He's in the Arkham series. Like he's phenomenal. He's the one to go to because he's done Batman the longest outside of Adam West. Correct. And uh, then yeah, then Robert Pattinson would be definitely in my top three. He was great. Didn't have to say anything. They accentuated his body with scars, so you knew that he went through the hardships. And just keeps going through it. Yep. Um, he had the righteousness. He didn't kill. Uh, he did. He did lay down the law quite frequently, which was quite amusing because it did bring me back to Arkham Asylum, that fighting style, where it's just like, especially at the beginning with all the oh, clowns, man. just like going from one to the next, back and forth, and even with Selena. And uh, he was just cool and the outfit was amazeballs i loved how the bat symbol was actually utilitarian yes did you know that the bat symbol itself the the metal of it the metal part of it was the gun that killed his parents did you know that no and that makes it even more badass (laughs) i wish they would have i wish they would have like showed that or like told us that they yeah they didn't tell you that but um I read somewhere mm-hmm. where that's where that was. Yeah, because you can I can't tell that it's, it's like uh, you can see 
the not the shape, but like if you're looking at a handgun, they have at the back end, the back end of the slide where the barrel goes in and all the chamber and shit. Um, there's like these grooves intended for your finger for grip. Uh, when you go to rack the slide, you could see those on like either side of the wings. Like they're, they're almost like he took that piece of metal, bent it out and then beat the hell out of it and shaped it into a bat wing. Yeah. Uh, which then that, that just makes the ending very poetic. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, I, exactly. That is gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love that. When you realize that you're like, wow. Okay. I mean that that's like you said, it's very poetic. Yeah. Um, when he is dangling from the, um, uh, what are those called? The TV trons? It was a live wire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the, I want to say that giant TV looking thing in the stadium. I can't think of what it's called. It's something Tron. The Jumbotron. 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 Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. My God. Um, <laughs> my brain just like depletes <laughs> by the end of these episodes. <laughs> but uh, when he's dangling from that live wire, so the water is, you know, not dangerous for people that are trapped down there. He pulls that thing out and he cuts the wire and like the face, the look on Gordon's face is the look that I had. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I was the like, look of oh, everybody's shit. face. And like, even Selena's yeah. face yeah. was just like yeah. blank. It yeah. was just he did, so he did what? Cause he, he, yeah, he injected himself with what I, what I think is venom uh-huh. and went fucking ham. Like yeah. he just went yeah. off and, and then he did that on yeah. top of it all. Get out of here! And then he let him out of. Then, he, then it went biblical. Yeah, and he, he like Moses, he let him let his people out to. Yeah. Yeah. But he saves the little boy first. Yes, right, right. it was so yes. great. The lady next, yeah. Well, I I cannot lady. I cannot stand to listen to people say, "Oh, well, that ending, yeah, just kind of boring." Are you out of your fucking mind? No, man. <laughs> Are you? At- and now that you say like that was the gun, it's just like. That was the gun that shot his parents that saved the life of all those people down below. And him saving that little boy first was Bruce finally letting go of the past. Yes. And yeah. I love and you see you see it in the trailer, but I love that scene where the helicopter's taking a bunch of them off mm-hmm. and he just looks yes. up and he's all muddy and, and, and he just looks gross. But those eyes, yeah. those eyes just they burn through your soul. And I'm here to tell you, as a Batman fan, I, I just it, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. And I it's been a week since I've seen this thing, <laughs> and yeah. I that I still just I I was gushing from from head to toe uh, after the, after this this thing let up. And let's 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 get to the very end here and kind of wrap this thing up here. We're going we're getting close to an hour, um, but I want to talk about the very very end um, in Arkham. So, um, you know, the Riddler gave himself up, um, so to speak. And, you know, they find his, you know, it's kind of a seven esque apartment, if you will. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we go, <laughs> very, very. we go through that whole thing with, you know, Bruce thinks that he, Batman thinks he knows the Riddler knows his secret and is going to reveal it. Totally, totally didn't. So we get through all that, but, um, he, so he, you know, the Riddler is upset because, you know, like, like he, he, he wanted, he didn't think it was going to go this way. Right. And we hear somebody in the next cell over and they show them from the side 
And I forget the I forget the line that he said. Um, he but he said a joke. He said he said a joke, and that gave it away. That was supposed to be the Joker. The Joker. Yeah. yeah. Um, at first, I thought it was Two Face because it looks like, from what I can remember from the side, it looks like his face is all messed up. Like it's yeah. all the- it, it's it's a very odd paint job. So right. It reminded me of um, they re they rebooted this series in paper. Uh, I think it was like Batman Rebirth, maybe, or New 52. But there's a Joker, and I'm going to look it up while I'm talking. Um, yeah, it's New 52 Joker. He, he cuts his own face off. Yeah, that one. with He's wearing yeah. the mechanic suit. That's who I instantly thought of. And maybe um, they use that, because that, yeah. that's a different iteration of the Joker, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, it is the uh, New 52 Joker where he's got, like, the fucking <laughs> peeled off face. It was, it was, but you can't really see too much. That was, like, the brilliance of yeah. it. Right. So they could they could still go anywhere with it. But, yeah, his, his face was kind of, like, a really odd paint job, kind of, like, messed up. But Because you couldn't really focus no. on his face. And one thing I loved about this, this reveal, yes, there's a Joker in this universe. But you can tell in the sequel, he's in Arkham. He's locked up. Yeah. You know, surely he'll get out and we may see him escape in the next film. But I don't think he's going to be the focus of the next film. I think we're going to go on to somebody new. There's rumblings of a Mr. Freeze, uh, which would be great because I would love to see. Yes. Uh, I would love to see a. Uh, Justice for Victor. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just didn't cut it. No, he didn't cut it. <laughs> uh, it uh, just quickly backtracking on the Joker for a second. The only thing I kind of felt like from this Joker that uh, have you played the telltale batman uh briefly briefly okay uh fantastic you have to it's it's both seasons absolutely breathtaking um but uh that joker is just john doe ah he's he doesn't become joker till farther in and of course it depends on what you do but he's just at arkham he's been in arkham just kind of like watching from the background, kind of like doing good where he can and just kind of sliding, not really knowing who he is, where he is and telling the jokes and stuff like that. But he's not demonic Joker. And I kind of got that with the way he was laughing, because mm. like when Joker laughs, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. Like you're you're in for it. It was just more of this is playful. So I was getting like that telltale vibe where it's just like this is a Joker that's not fully developed yet right right and that's how i felt too i felt like <clears throat> excuse me i felt like that it was a joker that wasn't fully fleshed out yet and that's a good thing because you don't yeah. want him fully fleshed out yet yeah um the, and you could have him cross with mr freeze that right that could be a thing that could be like, a thing right because we had numerous villains in this film we had the penguin the riddler yeah. if you want to i don't yeah, I, I, selena I, is kind of like she's, she's an anti-hero yeah she, She's chaotic neutral, yeah. right? For the most yeah. part, I agree. I agree. But we um, also had all the goons. It was already painted up like like a Joker looking thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he does exist, but he's like not good enough yet. You know what I'm saying? And that's just his crew running the streets. And who knows? And that could be. They never did reveal, right? Yeah. Why those guys had their face their faces painted up to begin with? They, they, right. they never did say that. So that that very well could be. Um. So. All right, we're going to go ahead and uh, get to the uh, end here. Uh, what I want to hear your guys's rankings. We're going to do galactic rankings here. Uh, Sarah, uh, since you're new here, we do it uh, uh, one to five. Five being the best, 
obviously one being the worst. Uh, Sarah, since you are, you are our newest host, you get to go first. Uh, I give it five spoonfuls of sugar out of 10 hundred. Uh, it's definitely a five out of five. <laughs> so freaking good. Um, it was well written. It was well shot. And like even a quick plug on this as my final thought, taking that GoPro and taking that in shot for the car scene that was fantastic. Like they didn't just do pretty shots. They did like really off the wall shots incorporated in the movie. It's the music's great. Kind of reminds you of star Wars every so often, but the cast was just, it made everything worthwhile in the end. Like perfect. Absolutely. Grizz. Yeah. I feel like we're probably going to sweep the floor with fives tonight because, um, (laughs) I think, I I think it's a five out of five. Um, I'm glad that you said the star Wars thing. Cause immediately when he comes walking in that hallway and he just beats the shit out of all those guys, it made me think of this, the, the, uh, Darth Vader scene where he's like, (laughs) yeah, he's ripping them up down the hallway. And then the, um, the, the Luke Skywalker scene in Mandalorian, um, so I'm going to say, cause I, just in case anyone hasn't seen that, <laughs> but, uh, it, I don't know the, the parallels were there and I agree with you. I love the music, the cast. Uh, I'm probably going to see it again this week. So yeah, five out of five for me. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah. I, I, it's a five out of five for me too. <laughs> like I, I, this is the best Batman movie I think I've ever seen. And that's blasphemy. That would, I would have, I would have, I would have yelled at myself two weeks ago. Are you kidding me? (laughs) But um, no, I mean, they, as a massive Batman fan, um, they, they did not disappoint. I mean, this, they got almost every aspect, right? The Bruce, the Bruce Wayne aspect, we didn't get to see much of him, And he's only in his second year. He's still discovering, how to be in public. They even, they even talk about that in the film. Like, you know, the, I forget what's her name in the film. Um, that he, when Bruce is going to the funeral, the lady sees him and she's like, you know, Oh, the, the mayor. Yes. It's the uh, mayor. It's the mayor. She's the, like the one that becomes the mayor. Yeah. Yes. She's like, we could really use you more. But anyways, uh, other than that, like there, I mean, this movie was flawless. I was captivated from start to finish. The music was phenomenal. Um, I, I definitely understand the Star Wars references. Uh, and Robert Pattinson, like, I was unsure at first when he was cast. Um, I'm not anymore. I mean, this this five out of five, you, you know, 100% all the way. I, I cannot wait to see this movie again. And for those of you that don't know, it's going to be out on HBO Max, probably in the middle of April to the end of April. Um, but I strongly, 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 of course, we just, you know, if you're listening to this, you've already seen the movie or you spoiled it for yourself. Either way, <laughs> uh, I would recommend multi multi viewing of this film because it deserves it. It really, really deserves it. And um, guys, that's it. That is our spoiler review. Our first spoiler review on Box Office Invaders podcast. And uh, there's going to be many, many more to come. Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out with us. Uh, uh, listen to the big show, the main show. Um, we're getting re- we're getting ready to record an episode right after this, so look in your feed for that. And uh, we hope to catch you guys later. Until then, guys, take care. Bye bye.